back with the weekly market updates and today we are going to go through the first week of August 2022 and this week's market updates will focus on the bond markets and yield curves. Overall, the equities markets have rebounded displaying the high level of confidence, however the yield curves and hikes tell us an opposite story with the significant headwinds still ahead of us. Following the 75 basis points rate hike to 225 to 50% level by Fed, we have seen the signs of yield curve reversion. The inversion between 2-year and 10-year has reached 41 basis points this Friday. And you can check more information in another article that I have posted this week about the yield curve. So, based on the GDP data, we are already in the recession. Just like we had it in the first quarter of 2020 due to COVID. So the two-year, ten-year proves confirms the recession, and it is very sad that that's not the case of U.S. government accepting the same thing, and potentially some of the actions over the following weeks could be not based on the facts, but rather than on the political agenda. And I have also posted the graph uh, on the blog where you can see how severe this inversion is and how uncommon as well. So over five years we have not had the moment like that and the previous recession that has been in the wake of the COVID during the first quarter of 2020 has not actually had the yields being inverted as much. And jumping to UK, the UK might be lagging behind in terms of the current state of economy with an ongoing cost of living crisis, but it is right on par with US in terms of taking an action against the inflation. So there is a 50% basis points hike in UK and it has pulled just a week after the Fed's latest hike and the rate has increased from 125 to 175. Uh, it was also announced that the Bank of England is forecasting that UK will enter a five quarters long recession in the fourth quarter of this year. theme of today is Taiwan. So this week has been full of the geopolitical events with another set of countries coming on the brink of the conflict following up on Serbia Kosovo tensions that happened last weekend. In a space of roughly 24 hours last weekend we have seen Kosovo announcing additional limitations on the Serbs living in the north part of Kosovo. Those Serbs protesting and closing the roads and being threatened by the Kosovo police. Then Serbian government mentioned the fact that they could be forced to protect their people, with one of the government officials stating that Serbia needs to denazify Kosovo. This line we have already seen and it is becoming too mainstream in Eastern Europe of 2022. Then NATO said that they are ready to step in the open conflict and eventually Kosovo government stepping back on the new legislation and postponing its implementation. Quite a lot of events for a 24 hour stand, don't you think? Though I can say it got us all prepared for another escalation event this week. There were more than 700,000 people watching the Flight Rider 24 flight of Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan to meet with the Republic of China's officials there. We're still going to see the impact of that as any sane person would question the official line that such act in no way goes against the one China principle that US publicly supports as People Republic of China, PRC. The government does not exactly recognize ROC, Republic of China, a 
officials as the ones that should participate in such high-level US officials' visits. People's Republic of China has highlighted that this visit can result in an unprecedented reaction from China that was widely mocked in the internet using the wiki page referring to the Russian saying China's final warning, which is described as uh, China's final warning is a Russian proverb that originated in the former Soviet Union to refer to a warning that carries no real consequence. The problem with using this saying is that it actually refers to the warning that carries no real consequence. The mockery seems very reckless and Pelosi's visit has triggered the wide-scale military drills encircling the island. Some reports say that these drills simulate the wide-scale attack on the island scenario, similar to the Russian invasion of Ukraine earlier this year. Is that a real consequence enough? Not sure, but we will see the developments over the coming weeks. But were there any real consequences? Yes. And those refer to the Taiwan's most famous industry, which is the semiconductors. A small country feed the entire world with its processors and semiconductors that have allowed us to enjoy the technological innovation. This innovation can get very much endangered by not only the open invasion, but a blockade as the follow-up to the military drills. The partial blockade has occurred already, in addition to severing the communication with US military as a result of Pelosi's visit. There is a limitation on the subset of rock-labeled products, including fruits and fish being imported to China, as well as the ban on exporting the sands to Taiwan, which is the key material in the semiconductor's production. And I would like to flag as well that there is a large company in Taiwan called TSMC, which is the largest chip producer in the world, and the financial performance of it is going to be very much dependent on the future actions of China. If the reports of Chinese being able to produce 7 nanometer size chips are true and they can be scaled, we might see the TSMC losing its crown.